0: Welcome to TwoQuestions.TV. With me today is Dudley Slater, and we're talking about fusion leadership. Two
1: TwoQuestions.TV. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners.
0: Welcome to Two TwoQuestions.TV. I'm Susan Barancini-Mo. Joining me today is Dudley Slater. He's an entrepreneur, CEO, independent director, and 15-year CEO of Integra Telecom, a company that he founded, uh, co-founded that grew from a startup to national prominence as one of the 10 largest in its industry with over 2,000 employees. And he's the co-author with Steve Taylor of this book, Fusion Leadership, Unleashing the Movement of Monday Morning Enthusiasts, which we're talking about today. Hi Dudley, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, I'm delighted to be here.
0: (laughs) Well, I I really enjoyed your book and, and I was thrilled to read about leadership connecting to the front lines which i've been advocating to my clients for years so for our audience could you talk a little bit about why it's so important for leaders to connect to the folks who are on the front lines doing the work and 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 how to do it
1: absolutely um you know and i was maybe a little bit slow in my own learnings but i i started out as as an entrepreneur and um came up with the vision for my business, what I wanted to achieve, why we were going to be successful and kind of, you know, what the strategy was to capture customers. And I got to this very frightening point in my evolution where, um, the business started growing. We started having success, capturing market share. And all of a sudden I, I saw this phenomena occurring where I realized I, I could no longer do it all myself. And I needed to, Um, inspire the people in the organization who I was relying upon to carry the vision from that point forward. And I I needed to transition the the way we serve customers, the way we articulated our value proposition, the way we went to market um, from things I could could directly control as an early um, stage entrepreneur, two things I would now be having to rely upon others to do as we grew. And so uh, the frightening realization was how do, did I as an entrepreneur, but it really applies to anybody on the entrepreneur's journey. How do you take the vision that you've baked in your mind that becomes, you know, your, um, your baby, so to speak as, as the entrepreneur, and how do you inspire others in your organization to fulfill that vision? And and that was really the dilemma that I faced. And um, that leads to the answer, which is why it's so important to spend time with your frontline employees. They're the ones that build your business, and they're the ones that every entrepreneur ends up relying upon to um, see the business succeed. And if you don't answer that question and figure it out, you're you're not going to do as well, and I would argue you will probably fail um, so that became that became a primary focus of mine, you know really getting to a crisp answer to that question: um, how do you motivate and inspire others to fulfill the vision and and that uh, really is what ultimately the book Fusion Leadership is about and as the t- as the title implies. Um, Fusion leadership is all about fusing together um, a team of people in in any organization, whether it's for-profit or nonprofit, to um, rally together to fulfill uh, a shared cause or a mission. And and that's um, that's what fusion leadership's about.
0: Very cool. So it's clear that in the fusion leadership model, culture emanates from the leader all the way down to the entire company. And the hardest part in the book you said was the part about money. And and um, you know, you said you have this very clear, unique view on how much money the CEO should make relative to others in the company. Could you talk? I found that so interesting and so unique, and such a fresh perspective. And I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about that.
1: Absolutely, um, and, and that's a real hot button issue. I found. Uh, I know.
0: Right. <laughs> We're getting controversial um, here,
1: <laughs> right? Well, you're going right to the heart of it. Um, good yeah. for you for not not uh, not not dancing around the edges. Well, let's get right into this.
0: <laughs> I only get two questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that you picked the right the right one to start with. So, <laughs> there, there's really um, if I if I can, Susan, there's kind of a broad context and then a specific context, and let me try to briefly touch on both. The broad context is in answering the question how do you inspire others to fulfill the mission? Um, I found that the biggest obstacle to achieving that is is the, um, the fact that we're all human beings, and it's very tempting when all of a sudden you're in a position of power and influence as entrepreneurs find themselves, as their business grows and wealth starts accumulating Power starts growing as you hire more people, you capture market share. All of a sudden, the entrepreneur finds themselves dealing with questions around wealth and power. And I found that the single most alienating thing a leader can do to drive people away from the vision is to make the mistake of letting their own self-interests start governing their daily behaviors. And those self-interests can creep up in a lot of places. Um, they can creep up in compensation. How much do you pay yourself versus how much do you pay others in the organization? They can creep up in your, uh, where you asked your initial introductory question, which is where do you spend your time? How, how do you prioritize frontline workers? And do you actually spend time with frontline workers or do you spend time with other executives and your investors and Wall Street analysts and these people? Um, it can creep into the question: How do you conduct meetings? Um, you, as the uh, as the CEO or the leader, do you use meetings simply to show how, how brilliant you are, or do you really use meetings to foster honest debate, um, where people are, you know, debating what's for the organization? And so this question of, of how does your own self-interests interplay with the interests of the organization is really critical. And um, the main, one of the main conclusions I reached is that you need to keep yourself as the leader, you need you need to be aware of this trade-off and you need to keep your own self-interests in check. Because if your organization sees that you show up every day and you're committed to the organization, that's inspiring but the moment anybody in your charge concludes that you're committed to your own self-interest they're going to they're going to stop being interested in the organization they're not going to buy into the mission they're not going to follow your lead and that drives people away so there's this bright line that i believe exists in any leader's daily decisions about what what is it you're serving as you as you undertake um, these these daily dilemmas and and front and center of, of this long list of temptations is compensation. Um, so I'm now going to go from the general to the specific, and my view is that compensation is a lightning rod issue. Everybody in the organization will devour every morsel of, in, of information you you share. And you need to be very transparent. So I think um, the right path is to share everything. And so I think as a leader, you need to make uh, a decision on how much you pay yourself versus how much you pay others. And I chose, to get to your, your specific question, I chose um, a route where I felt it was important that the amount of myself not be obscenely greater than the amount I paid other people because I felt like if i if I made the decision to pay myself two three times more than anyone else which I could have um that would that would communicate uh, I don't value other people I don't value their contributions as uh, anywhere near as much as I value my own and and that I was setting myself up to become obscenely you know, wealthier or, or uh, you know, much more financially successful or much more financially rewarded than anyone else. And I felt that would drive a wedge between um, myself and others. And to me, it was much more important to um, have the, uh, you, you know, the, the strong, legitimate and sincere support of everyone in the organization. And I ultimately concluded, that i'd rather have a smaller piece of a bigger pie than you know than a bigger piece of a smaller pie to borrow from that metaphor and and that by by building a culture where everybody felt engaged everybody felt the opportunity to share in the rewards we would build a stronger more vibrant and much more successful organization. And I, I felt I would end up being financially better off that way. And I, and I believe that proved to be true. Um, so in my deliberations around the question of how much to pay myself versus how much to pay others, I came down on the side of that decision, um, where I did not want compensation to be any sort of a wedge between me and my team. And I had a fairly flat compensation structure. Um, I, 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 I distributed Equity deepened the organization, and I was very transparent about how much I made in salary and bonus and equity, and and most everybody on my team saw it, they knew about it, they understood it, and I think it successfully communicated the message that we were in this together. And I think for us, it resulted in a higher degree of buy-in, much more, commitment to the mission of the organization, and ultimately better execution, and in, 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 in the long run, it created more value for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and Susan, if I could just say one more thing.
0: Um, sure. I, as long as I'm not asking you a question, you're allowed. <laughs>
1: yeah, thank you. Thank you. So I'll barge in and, can, and continue. Um, I, I just want to say to you and, and your listeners, um, I'm, I'm a proud capitalist. I have I have no misgivings about entrepreneurs becoming wealthy, about people who work hard and and take ownership and the work they do, creating wealth for themselves, themselves and others, and I have no problem with that. I personally think um, that you can be a proud capitalist like I am, um and share the wealth and, and that by doing that you create a stronger, more cohesive team, mm-hmm. and that results in better execution and ultimately more wealth for everyone. Um, so I'm not I'm not advocating this uh, compensation philosophy from a from a from a political pers- perspective of of some sort of shared wealth model. I'm advocating it from a from a capitalist perspective that I think this creates more wealth uh, to be spread around
0: I think that makes a lot of sense and, and I'm glad that you clarified that I think that that helps because I was kind of wondering about some of that um, and and you know anecdotally what you're saying makes so much sense um, you know seventeen years ago when I made the decision to go out on my own and start my own company. Um, I, I was working for a company that was owned by a guy, and every month he would, you know, most months, he would come in to our company wide meeting and he would tell us about, you know, St. Bart's and the yacht and the private plane. And all I could do was sit there and think, you know, man, my ideas are making this guy really rich. Like, <laughs> I have worked so hard and I've come up with so many good ideas. I could have done these on my own, and, right? and that was, you know, and, and even though ultimately what I what I ended up doing was coaching, um, and and back in the days when that was unusual and new, um, but 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 even though I didn't end up doing some of those ideas, um, it feels so much better. I think this idea that like I, I, who knows if I had been working in a company where there was that kind of transparency and that kind of flat structure where. I didn't feel like I'm making this guy rich. And I felt like I'm making us all rich. You know, that that's a different feeling, a more engaged feeling, and, and a feeling where you benefit from the the efforts of your labor. And I think this this whole model of fusion leadership is really a compelling um <clears throat> because the idea that, you know. The, the connection between the top level and the, the front line so important and, and something I'm constantly encouraging my clients to engage in because you can't make decisions at the top if you don't understand how the front lines work and what their needs are, and what their concerns are. And, and if you are separating yourself so much, it just becomes more and more difficult to lead and engage. So I, I loved your book. I thought it was great.
1: Well, Susan, thank you for sharing that story. I'm, I'm delighted to hear it. And, and it really does validate my own observations. And these, these came from my journey in building a business. And, you know, I, 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 I got to a point in this process where I thought, you know, I may not have figured this all out. And, and while I had my own um, learnings and successes and failures, um, I took this on the road as well. And, and I met with eight other leaders and asked them how they thought about these questions and I was, um, much like you're sharing with me now, I was delighted to hear that this is a common um, thought that many people go through is is how do you create this kind of environment and what are the ramifications um, that result from these decisions you make on pay scale and rewards. And so um, your story resonates very well with everything I've experienced, and I, I think it's a hugely important issue. Yeah. And, and you know what, I, I'll put this into even a, a more global perspective, because you mentioned it in your organization, and it certainly was big in my organization. I, I think this is a national and maybe an international issue because I point to um, the annual poll released by the Gallup organization that sadly um, concludes that some seventy percent of Americans are not engaged in, in in their work.
0: Right. Isn't
1: that isn't that pathetic? It's um, so
0: sad.
1: It's so sad, and and I think about well, what what's the impact of seventy percent of Americans not being engaged? And and it's we're we're grossly underachieving as a society, right. and you know we worry about. Um, you know, feeding the hungry, we worry about new sources of clean energy, we, we worry about global warming, and these problems would be so much more readily addressed if we had 70% of our population engaged in what they do, we would achieve yeah. so much more. Yeah. So I think this issue, this issue is, is, is it's a national crisis. Um, and I love talking. about it. I, I think the behaviors of leaders is the single most influential thing That can engage employees engage workers around a shared cause um, Indeed. So it, yeah. it's important and I have a lot of passion for it
0: Yeah, I can tell and and I and it came through in the book as well and you're right. It is so important I often think we have it all backwards. We, we could do a whole other sh- Let's do a whole other show about how backwards it is. <laughs> Will you come back?
1: I'm totally up for that.
0: Awesome. Great. Okay, so we'll do that. That'll be fun. All right, we'll do it in the spring.
1: <laughs>
0: Watch out for that. Viewers, be looking. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been wonderful.
1: It's been fun. Thank you for sharing your story. And um, I look forward to our next conversation in the spring.
0: Me too. All right, viewers, this is the book, Fusion Leadership. We're going to have a link to the Amazon page where you can buy this book, which you totally should, because, I mean, really, everything we've been talking about today is in this book and more. So make sure you get the book. All right. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.
1: This has been TwoQuestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, And our host, Susan Baranchini Mo. Visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.